Okay, so we're, we're going we're gonna to get started. Uh, like I said, we'll be in Colossians 3 in a minute. And we're going to talk this morning about the power of the gospel to transform you. Because what Jesus accomplished in his life on the cross and in his death, burial, and resurrection is way more incredible than we often think or realize. He fulfilled what man failed, and we get to step into that fulfillment. He paid the price so that we can be bought back and completely restored, just as if sin never happened. He fulfilled all of the Old Testament prophecies, and those are some amazing promises. And, and Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 1.20, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. So what's that mean? It, it means it's, it's all coming true. It's not a fairy tale. God really is making all things new. His kingdom really is coming to earth. Jesus really is king. We really are his children in his kingdom. We really are a new creation. He really has rescued us from the power of darkness. Sin no longer has dominion over us. And our amen declares it is so. It, it's really happening. It's coming true through us when we believe. And that's some really good news. And, and the more we look into and contemplate and believe this good news, the better it gets. And the more powerful the reality of this good news becomes in our lives. So, so if, if you're the enemy, what are you going to attack? You're, you're going to attack our believer. That place in, in, in our hearts where, where we believe. The only thing that the enemy, because the enemy is defeated. The only thing that the enemy can, can do to undermine or thwart or delay the reality of this good news from flourishing, from manifesting in our lives and throughout the world is to try to limit our capacity to believe. To, to get us living in our old ways, thinking our old thoughts living for ourselves, living by sight and not by faith. But, but when we believe and when we surrender completely to Jesus, the enemy can't touch us. Dan, Dan, Dan Moeller recently said, have we even seen yet what we can look like if we've been so surrendered that we receive the full measure of grace he paid for? What's a man look like? if he's completely surrendered and what Jesus paid for is upon him. We probably haven't seen that, even close. But I bet we can see that. And, and, and what's neat is we do see it in Jesus. And, and I, want you, I want you to think about Jesus for, for just a second. He, he, he's completely God. Nothing was made that wasn't made through him. He gave up being God to become a man. He put himself 
in the womb of a woman. He was completely dependent upon a teenage woman for his existence. He didn't take any shortcuts. He was born into this world just like every one of us. He had to learn how to eat and drink and talk and walk, all of the same things that we all had to learn. And he had, he had to trust that he would connect with his father. We, we know that he grew in favor with God. We know that he learned obedience. And we see perfect humility in Jesus. He was fully man. And he did everything right. And he was questioned for everything he did. He, he was judged. He was mocked. He was argued against. And, and this is what, what it is so amazing. He never took it personally. He, he never allowed sin against him to produce sin in him. He never took offense. He was, he was beaten beyond recognition to where he didn't even look human, to where you couldn't recognize him. And he's still, he's there on the cross. He's still saying, forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they're doing. He says to his mother, Here, here's, here's your son. And to John, here's your mother. He's still quoting scripture on the cross when he's in so much pain that he shouldn't even be alive. And, and we take things personally when someone looks at us the wrong way. Or, or, or questions us. Or, or, and, and here they are, they're hurling insults at him. At him, the one through whom... I mean, it's it's mind-blowing. Spitting on him, pulling his beard. Jesus is amazing. It's absolutely incredible. And he invites us to follow him, which means that it must be possible. In, in Matthew 16, 24, we see that, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Now, Jesus talking about denying ourselves at first may not sound that appealing, but it's actually the most freeing place that we can be. He's asking us to give up that which we were never created to have in the first place. We all say, well, it's my life, when actually it was never intended to be that way. Speaking of Jesus, in Colossians 1.16, Paul writes, for, for, for by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Now, we were created in the image of God to, to bear his image, to reflect his nature, his heart, and to reproduce that in the world. And God told Adam that the day you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. So when Adam ate of the tree and didn't drop dead, what died? His purpose, his identity, God's image, God's nature in him, his closeness to and connection with God, the source of life, the source of love. Adam suddenly finds himself disconnected from God and in need of love, and as a result, focused on himself. Jesus said that the Son of Man came to save that which was lost. And most of the time, when, when we hear that, 
we think of, of someone, a person who's lost, someone drunk in a dark alley. But it can also be that Jesus wanted to save that, some, some thing, something in us that had been lost, that needed to be bought back since the fall, our purpose, our identity, our destiny. Because when Adam ate of the tree and took on the nature of God's enemy, sin and death entered into the world. Because of that, that, our purpose, our identity, our destiny, that, our image, God's image, in a, all of that was lost. And the Bible tells us that all of us are born into that nature. We're all born into Adam. And that's why Jesus says we must be born again. And that's where God's plan and what Jesus accomplished in fulfilling God's plan is so incredible. He not only died for us, he died as us. When you believe in Jesus, when you come under his lordship, when you surrender and, and give him that which was never yours in, in the first place, your life, the old you dies. Jesus died as you on the cross, so you didn't have to. But you still died. And I, I, and I know that doesn't sound exciting. It, uh, you know, you're, 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 what's my message? Well, you're dead. It, uh, but, 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 in, but in a sense, it really is. Because it's, it's, it's the part that was never intended to be in you and on you. That's, that, that's dead. And, and, and I wish, I, to some degree, I wish we had more time to dive into this. Because when you look at the characters of the New Testament and the transformation that happens within Jesus' followers, it's nothing short of monumental. Just looking at Paul alone, someone committed to destroying the faith, killing followers of Jesus, he becomes a completely new man, completely sold out for one purpose, following Jesus, knowing him living like him, loving like him. So again, that means that living like Jesus is possible all because of what Jesus accomplished. Because when you believe in him, the old you died. Look, look at what Paul said in Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And that's why water baptism is so powerful. The old you goes under and a new you comes up out of the water. The, the baptismal is like a tomb. And Paul speaks of this a lot in the New Testament and specifically in Colossians 2.12. Having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me show you what happens. And now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of qualify this a little bit. I am a children's pastor, and so I love, I love, I love illustrations. And um, what, 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 what I've got here is I've got, a couple, I've got an action figure. And we're gonna, now, we're going to pretend... Okay, we're going to pretend that this is Jesus. Now, I'll do this illustration with the kids a lot, but so I'll do it with y'all. Now, is this really Jesus? No. 
No, so we're just pretending. Now, I wish there was a Jesus action figure. I really do. I've looked for them. I I found maybe some, but they're outrageously expensive. I think there's a market for a really good Jesus action figure. That said, we're going to pretend that this is Jesus. And then we're going to pretend that this is you, okay? That, and, 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 and there's a reason for this. A lot of times, you, you, you know, we, 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 we kind of see ourselves as like small and insignificant, and yet we all have tremendous value, tremendous value. And Jesus sees that, and, 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 he, and he died for that. That's, that's why he was so willing. But, that, but the point being, a lot of times we, we, we devalue ourselves and we look up and we see Jesus and we see all the amazing things that he did, and we say, well, that was Jesus. And, 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 and while the, the, there's a lot of truth to that, Jesus, though, invites us to follow him. And he said, the same things that I do, you'll do, and even greater things. So, 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 so here you are. And so you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to give my life to Jesus, and I'm going to get baptized. And so you go, you go into the water, and when you, when you come up out of the water, you're, you're brand new. Okay. And, and that's who you really are. Now, 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 now to, the, to the world, okay, and we live by faith, not by sight, but to the world, you still look like this little guy, okay? But this, this little guy is dead. It's this guy who is alive in you, and that's who you really are. It's, yes, yes. He's, he's in you, and you're in him. You're, you're, you're one with him. And speaking of Jesus, in Colossians 1.15, Paul writes, the son is the image of the invisible God. And, and the author of Hebrews writes, the son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. And, and, and then later explains, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. God knew what your life would look like when he could put his life back inside of you. And it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. His image in you got completely restored all because of what Jesus accomplished on the cross. All right, so let's, let's look here at Colossians 3, uh, starting in verse 1. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge, in the image of its creator. 
We, we bear his image. That's what Jesus paid for. That, that's what he restored. Now, now, in this setting, we'll oftentimes nod our heads in agreement, but old patterns, old ways of thinking, the, the old nature of living for ourselves has to die. And it's not easy, especially when things aren't going the way that you want, which reveals that it's all about you and, and not him. But, but e- even though the point is, is, even though it's not easy, the point is that it's possible. How? Romans 12.2 tells us, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. All right, this is learning to think like you've never thought before. And, and he can teach you, show you, help you think like he does and live from, from that new man. His will is perfect. His plans are beautiful. You can trust him completely and he can clean you up and make you new. It's possible. Almost, almost a year ago at our, at our house, we were having problems with one of our toilets because it, it wasn't set right. And I had actually known that it hadn't been set right for a while, but it had gotten to the point where it was really bad. Um, water had been leaking. You, you couldn't tell when you walked into the Eventually you could tell, but not, not from anything visual, but water had been leaking um, and damaging the subflooring to the point in which I had to rip out the ceramic tile flooring in order to repair and replace the subflooring in order to be able to install the flange properly and get the toilet set right. Now, like all projects, uh, it was really simple in concept, but much more complicated and difficult to do in reality. It, um, the, the, the first big, I had to make a bunch of decisions. The first big decision I had to make was, do I rip out and replace the entire bathroom floor, or do I just do the small section where the toilet was, a three-by-three-foot area contained by three walls? Um, I was able to get all of the ceramic tiles up from that area without damaging them, but then the question was, would I be able to reinstall them once the subflooring was repaired and the flange was installed properly? I, I called some friends who are builders, and they all asked the same questions. The first question was, do you have any unused tiles left over from when the floor was first originally installed? And I had searched the house for like at least an hour um, because at one point when we had moved in about 10 years earlier, I thought I had seen some or at least one, but I, I, but I, couldn't, but I couldn't find any. So my answer was no. So, so then the question was, are the tiles you were intact? And, 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 and the answer was yes. I, I, there was one tile that had broken a little bit, but not a little, I mean, it, it was separated, but I knew where it was. It wasn't going to be very visible. And the, 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 the seam or the, the, where it had cracked, I knew I could put it together properly and it would, and it would hold. Um, and then they asked, can you get the mortar off? That last question was harder than I thought. Um, I was fairly confident that I could get the mortar off because uh, there were parts of the tiles where it had fallen off easily. But once the subfloor was done and it was time to reinstall the, the tile, um, I'm sorry, reinstall the, 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 the plywood and the polyboard, I, I began to remove 
the mortar from the ceramic tile, and it was incredibly difficult. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was really, really, really hard. Uh, after well over an hour and a lot of sweat and a little bit of blood, I basically, <laughs> I basically was nowhere with, with one small third of a tile. It, uh, that, that mortar was so hard to, to get off. And, 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 you, and you're doing it, and, and it's, it's so precarious because I don't want to break the tile, but I, I, I need to get that mortar off in order for it to set properly and be level and all, all, that, all that good stuff. Um, so, so I couldn't get it off. It was, it was brutal. I called the same friends who I'd spoken with, um, and they had mentioned that muriatic acid can remove the mortar. So, so, so all right, that's pretty cool. So I watched some YouTube videos. I purchased several gallons of muriatic acid. I, I, I got some buckets that would allow all the tiles to fully submerge in a diluted muriatic acid mixture. And I began baptizing all these tiles. And, and, and it, was, it, was, it was pretty amazing how the muriatic acid would soften the mortar so you could scrub it with a steel brush. And I remember when I first dropped it in, it was really cool to see because you could see like the, 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 the mortar particles kind of releasing from this, this hard compound. But it did, I, and I wish it was like Alka-Seltzer, you know, where it, just, it would just dissolve in a few minutes. But you needed to soak it for about 24 hours. But then once you did that, you would scrub it and it would come off. Now, sometimes all of it would come off. Most of the time, you would hit this hard layer. And it was so funny. It wouldn't look like much, but you would have to, like, scrub so hard. And this is summertime. I'm in the backyard. I mean, I'm sweating. I'm doing it. it, it, but, it, but, it but, but it was good. Um, now, now, while it was intense, God was speaking to me throughout the entire project. He said that the tiles were like me and the mortar like days that needed to come off. Just like they had to soak in order for the mortar to be removed, I need to soak in his presence and be in his hands in order for old ways of thinking to come off and for restoration and transformation to happen. So, 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 so I'm doing all of this, and, and like I said earlier, for almost all the tiles, I needed as many as three soaking sessions and, and they'd have to soak for like 24 hours, but it was working. All of the mortar eventually was coming off, and this particular part of the project, uh, it's all taking place in the backyard. And I remember thinking how clean the front side of the tiles were, 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 were beginning to look. And I'm thinking how I'm going to be the husband of the year because I'm repairing our bathroom and the floor is going to look great. And I'm also thinking that I'll need to really clean the rest of the bathroom floor because these tiles are being restored back to new. But that was a good problem to have. And then it was time to reinstall the tiles. So I brought them in and I laid them in their spots and this is what it looked like. <laughs> I knew this wasn't going to quite work. It, uh, I, I, and, and, as, and as you can see, the muriatic acid was so effective in removing the mortar that it also removed a lot of the pigment from the, from the front of the, uh, the upper side of, 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 the, of the tile. And, and, and uh, I, I remember I, I came in the next morning and I showed, because I told 
Pastor David about this, and I showed him this photo and shared with him how I'd been working on this project and how the muriatic acid was like being in God's presence. And he said, when you're transformed, you're not the same. You can't go back to your old life. Isn't isn't that good? That's good. (laughs) Come out from among them and be ye separate. It... uh, and, 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 and Pastor, Pastor, David, Pastor David was right. The muriatic acid had changed the color of the surface of the tile so much that they didn't match at all, which is great theologically, but now the bathroom project is looking like it's going down the toilet. So I'm, I'm, I'm updating my wife, Sarah, via text, and I'm letting her know that we currently have a two-toned bathroom floor, and that if I can't find new tiles that match, We'll need to live with a two-toned bathroom floor or replace the entire bathroom floor. So I'm kind of freaking out. And Sarah and the kids who were visiting grandma and grandpa are due back in a couple of days. And so everything's looking pretty bad. And, and, and I'm praying and I'm thinking, if I at least had one original tile, I could take it to the flooring specialists and we could match it more closely than if I only showed up with, with, with one of the myriad muriatic acid transformed holy tiles. Uh, and, and, and again, I, I really remember seeing at least one of these tiles somewhere in our house. So I'm praying, and I feel like God says, go out to the shed and look again. Because I looked out there at least three times. And, and I head out there, and I venture deep into the shed, and I'm moving stuff around and I end up finding a stack of 16 original tiles. Yeah. They, they match perfectly. And I start crying. It, uh, I was a little, a little, little, okay, I've just wasted about four days of my life, but that's, that's okay. I, because I, I, have, I have hope. And God very clearly spoke to me again. He told me, I've given you I've given you everything you need. You don't have to work hard at it. I've transformed you. You're new. You need to believe it. Trust me. Spend time with me. The shed is like heaven. You can draw from it. You can live from that place and take from it what you need to restore things in your life. I've given you new nerves, a new spirit, new everything. You just need to believe it and live from that place. I love you. God, God, so sorry. God, God is so awesome. Okay, he, he didn't tell me you knucklehead. Well, if you'd listened in the first place, you wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah. And I, he uses. He uses. He's so gracious. He's so merciful. So so incredibly kind. It, it really is mind blowing. When, when you allow his kindness and his love to wash over you. And sometimes, and this is, I believe to some degree this comes from, sometimes it seems too good to be true, but it's not. It's true. It's how he sees you. It's who you are. So, so the, the, the project worked out. Um, there were still a bunch of steps that needed to be resolved, but the floor got finished and the toilet was set right and continues to function beautifully to this day. Here's, here's, here's a picture of what the floor looked like with the tiles that I'd found in the shed. Yeah, woohoo! And, and, and it's, 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 it's kind of cool because like what Jesus accomplished, when, when you walk into our bathroom, 
it's just as if it never happened. It, it, you, 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 meaning you can't tell everything that was messed up with the toilet and, and the floor. But it, but it did happen, and it took a lot of work to clean up and get the room restored to its original purpose. And similarly, our image got destroyed in the fall. And it took a lot of work to restore us back to our original purpose. But he, but he did it. And, and, and when you walk into our bathroom, you can't see with your eyes everything that went on behind the scenes and under the surface, but it's solid. And the same is true for us. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we live by faith, not by sight. And then later in the same chapter, therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. What we, what we see on the outside may not look that different, at least at first. But what has been transformed on the inside, underneath the surface, is a completely new, completely sure, unshakable person who perfectly bears God's image and is in perfect relationship with an all-knowing, all-powerful, and all-loving God who is our Father. Yeah. Paul reminds us in Ephesians 4, through 24, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Yeah, I'm here to tell you that's who you really are. So put on the new you. It looks really good on you. It's custom made, tailor made just for you. And soak in his presence. Letting him show you this new way of life, this new way of thinking, this entirely new way of being in relationship with him. Because you were created to be like God. Let him transform you with his love and his truth. Let's stand and pray. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Father, I, I, I thank you so much for what Jesus accomplished. Jesus, I, I, what, what you did is so amazing. And, and we, we, we are so thankful. We're so indebted. And, 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 and so we give ourselves completely to you, Lord. We surrender all aspects of our lives. Our, we surrender our entire being to you. And I thank you that coming under your lordship is the most freeing and beautiful place that we can be. And Father, I ask in Jesus' name, if there's anyone in this room or listening online who has not given themselves to Jesus, that today would be the day, that this moment would be the moment of salvation. And if you feel that unction in your heart, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, know that he is calling you. You are hearing his voice. And he wants to restore you back to your original purpose. He wants to restore your identity. And he wants to restore your, your destiny. And it's beautiful. And so, Jesus, help, help, us, help us to walk in that place. Help us to believe we really are who you say we are. And when the enemy hurls lies at us, that, that we would not listen to that. That we would just know your voice. And that your voice would be louder than any other voice that we hear. Because your voice, you're the, Jesus, you're the one thing. 
You are so incredible. Holy Spirit, thank you for, for doing a mighty work in us. Thank you for, for resting upon us. Thank you for leading us. Thank you for being present with us. And thank you that you love us so much. So God, we, we, we give ourselves completely to you. And I, and I know you've got amazing plans and purposes. And we say yes and amen to all of that. And the more that, than, than we could think, ask, or imagine that you want to give us. We love you. And it's your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys.